It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Yeah. I want to ball like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Troy Halliburton. And join with me in, uh, in my secret studio inside Capital One Arena after a very, very sad Wizards outing. My guy from Hoop District, Mr. Neil DeLaw. How you doing today, Neil? Uh, not too bad. This game is uh, messing with my sleep schedule a little bit, but not too bad. How about yourself, Troy? I mean, I, I was doing all right with about six minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. What were uh, they up? About 17, 18 Yeah, that time? They, they, they were up. Uh, I think I think they got up to 18 points was the was the largest lead of the game. And, you know, I I I was uh, sitting on uh, in, in, in like the, the section. It's like a northeast corridor, uh, not not quite across from where the Wizards bench is. And so I actually got up. I packed my bag up. I went over to uh, the, to, to the media room because you know I'm getting ready to go through my post game routine. And the next thing I know, that it's a three point game. And I, I, I literally, I, I don't know what happened. Like it was a ten point game, and then all of a sudden it was a three point game, and then all of a sudden the game was tied. And then I, you and I both recorded the same Bradley Bill shot, which we thought was the game winner. And as it turns out, uh, that was not the game winner. Uh, the, the the Bulls actually came back and, and tied the game up afterwards. Let's 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 break it down from what did you see from from the six minute mark on, and, and how the Bulls were able to get back in the game and tie it up and send it to overtime. Yeah, for sure. So obviously, you know, like you said, with nine minutes to go, the Wizards had that eighteen point lead, but then they just couldn't make a shot. They had thirteen points in the fourth quarter total, which was absolutely abysmal. Um, they and then at the end of the game, just poor. 
I don't know. I don't even know if you can call it poor game IQ, but obviously you have Davis Bertans uh, fouling Zach Levine with on a three point attempt with five seconds to go. I actually really like the idea of fouling the guy. It was seven seven point seven seconds, something like that, to go when they inbounded. I think as soon as Levine got the ball, maybe try and wrap him up, put him on the line, make this a free throw game, make this a time game. Time is on your side. But then he gave him a couple seconds. Levine got his wind up. And they gave him the three shots. The end of this game, 0.5 seconds left. I thought it was over for sure. Just like you said, Beal had made the shot. I sent out the tweet. You know, all of Wizards PR is going to kill me and crucify me for jinxing this game. Yeah. Whatever. I helped you guys lottery odds. So (laughs) shout me out in the draft. Um, But, yeah, and then the foul on Bongo, which I think Scott Brooks, you know, he, he always says, you know, the foul is the foul, whatever the rest call is, what it is. Yeah. But I think I agree with him that, you know, nine times out of ten, they swallow their whistle on that kind of Exactly, play. exactly. I think that, you know, when – I mean, everybody, we've all grown up watching NBA games, and, you know, people recognize and realize that, you know, the, the same foul call that's called, you know, with, you know, uh, five minutes left in the first quarter is not the same foul call that's called with .5 seconds left at the end of the game. And so I think that it was one of those plays where it was a lot of incidental contact where, I, you know, I honestly think that it was it could have been a foul called on either side because, you know, Zach Levine, it looked like he got his arm hooked up with Bonga. And, you know, that it, it, I don't I just I just don't see how they could possibly make that call. And then something else about that situation was the fact that, OK, there's point five seconds left. It's a two point game. Right. Mm-hmm. So they they call the foul on the inbounds pass. And the I, so there, there's two different rules here that, that you have in play. So there's a there's a rule where if a, uh, if a player is fouled uh, before the ball is inbounded, then the team is supposed to get one shot and the ball. But it seems to say that they, that they, they said that put the foul happened uh, uh, while the play was uh, in while the ball was in play, but no time ran off the clock. So it it was still 0.5 seconds left on the clock. So I think that there's a little bit of confusion there as far as like a designation of when that foul was called because it makes a big difference. Like sure. if they call if they call if they say that the foul was before the ball was inbounded, then you know there's one shot and they get the ball. And I think the Wizards would much rather take that, you know, having still being up one point and having and take their chances with them not being able to score a bucket with point with less than a second left. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting point. This whole game, end of the game, was pretty wacky to be honest. There was uh, a long review to see who the ball was out of bounds on initially. Uh, Jan Mahimi, they said that he was able to fight off three bulls and earn the out of bounds call for Wizards ball. They ended up reversing that. They had a flagrant foul call review. Heck, they had a lane violation redo free throw. Yeah, for I, I can't Carter's believe it. Game. I can't believe it. Was, I feel like the ghost of Tim Donahue was in the building. When that lane violation went off, I knew that the Wizards were going to be in trouble for the game. And so, yeah, that, 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 the lane violation actually happened in overtime. I believe the Wizards were up three at that point. So, uh, you know, if that free throw doesn't go down, they would have still been up two. But uh, Wendell Carter makes the, the, the lane violation happens. He goes back, he makes the free throw down to a one-point game. But it's, I will say this. When Wendell Carter missed that free throw, Laurie Marketing got the, the rebound. rebound. Oh, yeah. So the Wizards might have been better off oh. with that lane violation being called. But Sheesh. Yeah, man. It, it, it was – you know, with this team, you know that they're preaching patience and all that kind of stuff. But this kind of finish was kind of, as we say, hashtag so wizards. It, it, I mean, it, this was the prime example of hashtag so wizards. And uh, I, so one of the things that happened in the overtime, I think that there was a lineup. Uh, there was a lineup. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say an issue because, I mean, I can understand, like, from my perspective, 
I knew why Scott Brooks played Ish and Isaiah Thomas together in the fourth quarter. And that's because, honestly, after they blew that game, after they blew that lead, like Scott Brooks is one of those old school coaches where I knew that he was going to be able to trust his veterans. And I asked him that specifically after the game. And, you know, I asked him, well, you know, was it a veteran thing of, you know, him playing Ish and IT together? But no, Scott Brooks actually answered and said, no, I wanted to play uh, them together because he wanted to play faster. But it was actually coincidental that we went into the Bulls locker room and we talked to our old friend uh, uh, Tomas Sadaransky and we asked him, you know, what, what what do you think was the difference in you guys' play in the last six minutes in overtime that allowed you all to come back and win? And he said that we started playing faster. So, I don't, I mean, it's just like, okay, so Scott Brooks said he wanted to play faster by playing Ish and IT together, but he said that he wanted Ish to get in the game and push the ball up the floor. I mean, they could still play faster with Ish at the point guard and IT on the bench. Like, it, it just, I don't know, there's something there that, that doesn't really make sense. Help help me make sense of this, Neil. I, I think you're putting a little bit too much stock in the word of Scott Brooks. I think Scott Brooks is one of the uh, most cunning coaches when it comes to avoiding questions. I would call him the Ernie Grunfeld of coaches, uh, <laughs> the things he says. I've asked him point-blank questions, and he'll just turn it back on me. Like, it's not that I'll ask him early in the season. I said, who's your best defender on this team right now? And he would say, we all need to get better. Yeah. So I think he's, always, he's very good of not th- – most of the time, nine times out of ten, not throwing anybody under the bus or things like that. I think there's definitely some frustration that, you know, Isak Bonga had that unfortunate um, – it will go down as a miscue, you know, to the, the rest of the team. It might go down as, well, the rest decided to take over the game and uh, make the call. It was going to be a really interesting game. It would, before the craziness at the end, both teams are going to score under 100 points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's crazy to think about with the Wizards' offense and the Wizards' defense. Um, but then when you have the balancing fact of the Chicago Bulls have a pretty good defense under Jim Boylan and uh, their offense is definitely a little bit lacking with our old friend uh, Otto Porter Jr. Um, out with a foot injury. Yeah, so I, w- I want to take a quick break right now, and I want to talk about uh, uh, some some of the some of the newer players who were playing on the uh, the Wizards roster tonight, and which might have contributed to Scott Brooks kind of you know uh, leaning heavily on his veterans uh, to close out this game. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery. Plus. All right. So I wanted to talk about um, basically, you know, this was uh, what, how do you pronounce my guy's name? Andres Petsonich? Petsonich? I, I don't know. Even Davis Bertans after the game, in a joking fashion, you know, fellow Latvian joke that he wasn't, he has trouble pronouncing it the name. So I, I, don't, I don't even want to try because I know I'll just butcher it. Um, but 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with AP. AP hey, in big, the building. Big, big AP. Big man. AP. So he is a big dude. Exactly, and that's the thing. So I think that when we when we talk about AP and why he is on the Wizards, why he's even in the NBA. You know, we always talk about, you know, what guys have an elite level skills. And I think that his elite NBA skill is being big. And, you know, I think that that's something that really kind of allows him to, uh, you know, be a big body on the court. And you can see, like, you know, I, I, I sent a tweet out at the beginning of the game where, you know, we're going to start a, a drinking game for every time pessimists miss a layup. I mean, and the guy missed this like first four layups. So I thought I thought I was going to be drunk and, and falling over by the end of the game. But, you know, um, to to my surprise, and I think that I have to give the Wizards credit and give Scott Brooks credit that for, for you know, kind of throwing him out there to the fire. I mean, he ended up playing a, a somewhat decent game for his NBA debut. Uh, well, he finished with nine points and, and nine rebounds. Yeah, you know, uh, nine points, nine rebounds. I think, like you said, you know, he missed his first, I think it was his three first shots. Shot, yeah. You know, finishes three or four to finish the game, you know. Had a couple of nice things. Uh, kept the ball alive on the offensive rebounding end, you know. Played 27, 28 minutes. Like, you wouldn't really expect that um, at the end of things. I thought maybe once Jan fell out, um, you know, shout out to Jan. Does his thing? Yeah, yeah. Jan, Jan did his thing and and fouled out. Jan, Jan fouls at a rate that six fouls, twenty four minutes. You know, he can't beat it. Although Chris Dunn tried to give him a run for his money, he fouled out a little bit before uh, Jan. But uh, I thought maybe they might throw Admiral uh, back yeah. out at the five. He had some really nice minutes. I thought, even though you know, two of eight sh- shooting night, one of six from three doesn't look great. But I think he had some really uh, nice plays where you were like, okay, okay, there might be something here. You can see why uh, Tommy went and bought that second-round pick for him. But, yeah, like like you said, there are so many young guys on this team. We knew that going into the season, but now it's just on another level because you got Isak Banga, Admiral Schofield. Garrison Matthews, who played 12 minutes tonight. Big AP. You know, that's a – it's a squad for the Capital City Go-Go. Exactly, Um, exactly. But they're literally being – Forced to play right now just because there are so many guys banged up for the Wizards right now. It's not even funny. You got Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, CJ Miles, Mo Wagner, obviously John Wall, Jordan McRae still out with his uh, finger. finger surgery. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the team literally is a. Uh, Searching for bodies right yeah. now. I mean, their, their, their injury report looks like a MASH unit. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Pessinus, like we said, I mean, he played decent for a guy making his NBA debut. But I, I have to ask a question. Why do you think that for an offensive possession at the end of the game with the team being down one, why do you think that Pessinus was on the floor at the end of that in the game for that possession? And like, I, I, I mean, for like a guy literally playing in his very first NBA game. Sure. He's he he is very he's shown throughout this game that he's you know not as adept on the offensive end. Why is he on the floor for the last possession of the game where you need an off you need a, a bucket? I don't I, I, it doesn't really make sense to me. Sure. Um, I think that uh, you know I, I, I was talking to uh, who was I talking to? Uh, I, I was talking to another reporter and they basically said that you know they ran they essentially ran the same play that they ran for Brad at the end of the uh, uh, fourth quarter at the end of regulation. 
And so I, I have to question again, like, why would they yeah. run the same exact play? I mean, sure. I, I've given Scott Brooks a lot of credit so far this year for, you know, his uh, prowess as far as his ATOs goes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been much improved uh, throughout the, the course of this season up until this point. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I have to have some questions about why uh, a guy who was making his NBA debut, sure. who is not an offensive player, is in the game on an offensive possession with the team down one with less than 10 seconds left in the game. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I would like to see maybe Troy Brown Jr. out there instead, uh, just get another wing out there. You know, Troy, obviously, he's not necessarily going to create his own shot, but, you know, is another decent threat, I would say, out of the options that you had available. Um, but like you said, like, AP was getting no respect at the end of that game. I think Brad initially, he drove. And he saw a wall of three Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. walling them off. And then the ball happened to go out of bounds. The Wizards could reset and get one more shot at it. Brad got a good shot of it at the end. A bunny in the, in the lane. Like, that's the shot. didn't roll in. It was just inches short. Yeah. I could tell right off his hand that it was kind of soft. But it almost rolled in. Um, but essentially, everybody in the building knew that Beal was going to be taking that shot. And so he saw the worst uh, that the Bulls could offer. Um and yeah, I mean, he's going to have a bad night and go four of 19. He might as well miss one more. Yeah, I understand that. So let, let, let's talk about it then. So Brad goes four of 19. And so we got to look at uh, Brad had a very good game versus the Detroit Pistons. He scored 35 points as the team was, you know, 10 assists. exactly. And 10 assists. So, you know, he, he, he pretty much like was, was a, was a one man offensive show sure. against the Detroit Pistons. But we have to talk about the the five previous games before that, where Brad has not really been shooting all that well at all. Like, and so we we have to look at Brad as and a, a past all star, a two time all star, and this this is a guy who's you know he's he's let it be known that he wants to take that next step as a player and trying to reach that all NBA level. Um, what what have you seen from Brad this year as far as him being able to? takeover games or not being able to take over games that, you know, has kind of really affected the the, 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 the win loss outcome for this team for the season. Yeah. You know, I was, like you said, the past five games hasn't been uh, his greatest since he had that 42 point outburst against the Orlando magic. Um, now a couple weeks ago, past five games, he's still averaging, you know, 23 points a game, but that's coming on 33% shooting from the field. 29% shooting from three. So this is definitely, you know, he even had at the beginning of the season, you know, a little bit of a slump here and there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of, you know, shooters go through that sometimes, you know, he kind of very, in a very depressed and bad mood uh, after the game tonight said, I'm not perfect. Um, he's going to get the brunt of attention at all times. Uh, I know you're really hard on him and saying, well, if you're going to be a fringe All NBA player, then you got to make it work anyway. Exactly, but. exactly. And I, th- I think that you know, I mean, there. This is one of those situations where you're going to get all of the attention. You're you're going to get double teamed. Like, yeah. But I mean, James Harden has been doing this for for years. At some point, you have to find a way to win basketball games. Sure. And so I think that you know, this is all a part of Brad's you know kind of uh, growth and maturation as a player. But I mean, this is this is something, and you mentioned like after the game when you say that he was very frustrated. I mean, I mean, I think that as far as Brad's post game uh, interviews goes, I mean, this was the quickest one I've ever seen from him. Like we, we got it timed up at you know a, a minute seventy seconds. Seventy seconds. There you go. There you go. So like for 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 him to uh, you know he 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 stood up in front of the media like a franchise player is supposed to do. 
But again, shout out John Wall, one of the best to ever do that. Exactly. I mean, John Wall, that, and that's and that's and that's one of the things that I really loved about John Wall is the fact that I mean, no matter what, he could have the best game, he could have the worst game. He'll draw. he'll sit in front of the locker and he'll. I mean, he might go in there and take thirty minutes in the sure, shower. Sure. Yeah. yeah all but, that exactly. He'll take a little while to come out, but when he comes out, he'll sit there. He'll sit there for ten minutes and answer every single question that every media member has. And so, you know, there there, there was a, a wizard staff. Who kind of cut Brad's uh, his, his post game short? So, so I will say this: this is not on Brad. Yeah, Brad is was given an opportunity to get an out, and so and, and he took that out really with yeah. the quickness. You know, I exactly. Don't he, was, he was he was cut off by a wizard staffer. So you know, it, 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 that's neither here nor there. But Brad, he, he did he did he said the right things, and he took the responsibility on himself, and he said that you know he's not playing at his best right now. So you know, I, I think that this is one of those situations right now where. Psh, I mean, the, the Wizards, as far as like making the playoffs and contending, yeah, like that's that's that's, that's out. That's out. So done. that's done. So at this point, I mean, if for them to come out and play well and develop their young players, like I think that that is more important than you know the win loss record at this point. And that's why I'm kind of disappointed in Scott Brooks by not giving you know guys a guy like Troy Brown an opportunity to get out there and play in the close game. Like Troy, Troy Brown didn't play at all in those crunch time in the fourth in the fourth quarter or in overtime. So if, if I have any problem, I, I would want to see those guys getting an opportunity to go out there. If we're going to lose, let the, let's lose with the young guys. Let's not, you know, lose with Isaiah Thomas, who I'm almost certain is not going to be on the team next year. He's not a part of the, sure. you know, the team's long-term uh, future plans. Uh, you know, let, let's, let's give the young guys a shot. So it, it, it's a, it's a tough break, but you know, I, 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 that can be Scott Brooks' uh, 2020 New Year's resolution. There you go. There you go, man. Well, Neil, man, I appreciate this. We we, 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 we got to get out of here because, I mean, the the, the overtime uh, uh, extended the game a little bit. And then, you know, the, the post-game locker room was a little bit longer than normal. So the, we're still sitting up here. I think they're about to be starting flicking their lights on us, man. Yeah. But, Neil, I, I appreciate you for coming on, man. I wanted to give oh, you God. an opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of – uh, pump your stuff and everything you guys are doing over there at a uh, hoop district. You know, you guys, you guys are really killing the game right now. And as far, I would say, as far as a uh, locked on wizards uh, podcast, guest appearances go under my reign, hoop district is kind of killing the game right now. So you guys, I've had Abdullah on, I've had Joe on, I've yeah. had you on multiple times. Yeah. So you go ahead, go ahead and pump everything you guys are doing and all the great work that you're doing, especially over there. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, um, obviously uh, hoop district trying to get into the multimedia game to uh, shout out all Pro Reels, a hey. photography little video thing that we're also doing on the side. Um, we just talked to Brad at his uh, kind of Christmas event that he did with the Ron Brown Prep School students uh, yesterday. Being yes, yeah, so I'm giving out iPads like Nino yeah. Brown, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe he might have ate a little bit too much Carmine's last night, so maybe that's why he's a little sluggish today. Completely joking, Brad is uh, one of the top guys in terms of making sure he does all his stretching and stays in shape. And yeah. Like that. Just one of those nights, but appreciate you having me on as usual. Yeah, man, not a problem, not a problem. There, I thank you, man. Hey, and you guys go check out Neil and uh, go check out everything going over at Hoop District DC and uh, get get give the people your Twitter handle, let them know where they can uh, find you at Neil. See, but now you're gonna out my age because my Twitter handle is Neil. N e i l the law d a l a l ninety six. Hey man, hey man, outing me. Exactly, man. But you a grown ass man. You can go out and grab you a drink, man. So you know, let's let, let, let the people know. But they buy you a drink when they see you out here in these streets. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. So you know how they had the high schoolers do the national anthem at the beginning and things like that. Yeah. 
So I wasn't trying to wait in line in the media entrance yeah. and all go through. So I just cut them my way through. And they were like, hey, 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 where yeah, you going? Yeah, pretty it. much. And so I was like, I was really snarky. I feel bad now. I was like, are you media? But so they probably thought, oh, this guy's a high school kid too. Why is he cutting off? Exactly, exactly, man. Hey, man. Neil, hey, when, 10 years from now, you're, you're going to be uh, uh, very I'm much proud of those, of those uh, boyish looks, man. Yep, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you, Neil. Chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking it, try getting past. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a stripper like fuck it. They just trying to make some buckets. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. With a J, we be on the same team. I want a baller like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. I want a baller like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she went shot for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.